0: All units stand three. It now appears as though shots are being fired. All officers use caution. It has been confirmed. Suspects
1: are armed and are firing at police. 660 on the air, North Max Signal 10. Building fire. Headquarters, North Max Signal Fire Department, 1000 North Roadway towards Northwalk Drive in North Albany. Multiple explosions coming from 661. Unable to get any. Hey, welcome to Scanner School. This is session number 232 of the podcast, and my name is Phil Lichtenberger. My amateur radio call sign is W2LIE, and my GMRS call sign is WQXJ920. Today, we have a special guest on the podcast. Garrett Farwell is on today to talk about scanning where he lives, which is in... California. This is great because he's going to break down a couple of counties and what he's learned about each county's trunk system just by using a scanner, no fancy equipment, and taking the time to go through that. But before we get into our conversation with Garrett, let me remind you, I need questions. Next week is our Ask Scanner School session where I answer your scanner radio questions. You can leave me a question by calling our voicemail number at 516 308 2885, or by going to scannerschoolcom ask. Click on the speak pipe link and you can leave me a voicemail message by just clicking that button and using your computer, your tablet, or your smartphone to leave me a voicemail. Now, if you use that method or our local number, again, 516 308 2885, you'll be in a running for a free tutoring session. If again, if you're mic shy and you just want to submit your question, you can use the form on the ask page to submit your questions or email me, phil at scannerschool.com. So as I said before, Garrett's on the podcast today, and he was here back on session 109 on how to record your scanner's audio to your computer. Now, you'll recognize Garrett also because he's asked several questions that were featured on our Ask Scanner School podcast sessions. A lot of those questions were all about the systems that he's monitoring and he's here to talk about today. So he took information that I gave him, not to put myself in the back or nothing like that, but again, <laughs> so some of the information I gave him helped him out to understand how to monitor his local systems, and he's here to provide feedback on what he's learned and how he's applied that information that I shared with him. Because again, I'm in New York. He's in California. So it's very interesting just to hear, like, you know, what I theorize as being the way that he would need to set something up is either true or false. And Garrett is here to describe what he tried and how well it worked. And I'm not going to give any more information about that one because I want you to listen and, and hear how it all played out. But Garrett, like I said, he's been here on Ask Scanner School. He's a continued. A contributing member a part of the patreon community and he's also been a tutoring student here on the podcast so again garrett is here to kind of break down the systems that he monitors which includes being in san francisco san mateo and also alameda counties in california and again if you are in one of those metro areas or those counties listen in because garrett may have some suggestions for you and again if you're traveling through that area This may help you on your next trip as well. So I want to say, again, this was all Garrett's idea. He went to the form over at scannerschool.com slash guest. He filled out the form, and here he is today to talk about what it is that he wants to talk about. Now, before we get any further in this week's podcast, I want to take a few minutes to thank our Patreon supporters now patreon is an affordable way for you to support the podcast and our upcoming expansion into youtube for 2022 so think of patreon as the pbs model of helping out scanner school for a monthly or yearly donation not only do you help support the podcast but depending on your donation tier you'll receive certain benefits the most popular benefit tier being our five dollar a Or the $51 a year tier. It's the same tier. We just discount if you could pay us over a year. Now this tier offers the podcast and YouTube videos early. And also you receive a free squelchy pack of stickers, several discounts, and access to our monthly live scanner radio roundtable discussion we hold monthly on Zoom. Oh, and by the way, most of the Patreon levels also get a special version of the podcast that does not include the middle advertising break in each episode. Now find out more about Patreon and our supporting tiers by visiting scannerschool.com Patreon. I'd also like to take a moment here and thank all of our Patreon supporters. Alan Gonzalez, Arthur Heron, Bill K, Bob Milton, Brandon Sammons, Brian King, Chris Paris, Craig Harper, Dan, Dave Pascoe, David C, Denny Crotty, Ed Walsh, Edward Bramlett, Glenn Wright, Greg Johnson, Guy Lee, Jack Haycock, Jacques Barry, James Broxton, James Felling, James Peruda, Jay Reed, Jeff Block, Jeff Chapman, Jeff McLeod, Jenny Taylor, Jim B, Jim Heinrich, Joe Curtis, Joe Kordoff, John Keel, John Sweeney, John Goldenberg, Joshua Robb, Kelly Wilkins, Ken Newberry, Kenneth Fowler, Kevin Zwicky, Lenny Bauer, Les Stevenson, Lloyd R, Mark Beebe, Mason Kramer, Michael Gorman, Michael Kroger, Mike Lopez, Nicholas, Le- Stenger, Paul Thiel, Paul Seash, Randy Lee Wright, Raymond Hill, Roger Stenstrom, Ronnie Box, Al Marandola, Scott Lefgren, Terry Wright, Tim Mazza, Ted Glendie, and William Arcand. Garrett, thanks again for joining us on the podcast today. It's great to have you back again. And I've actually lost track of how many times you and I have spoken either privately or on the podcast. So it's, it's always great to have a conversation with you. Thanks for uh, Thanks for coming back.
0: Phil, it's great to be here. Thanks for having me on the podcast, and thank you for all you do, bringing others into the hobby and advancing everyone's skills. I know we all appreciate it.
1: Yeah, my pleasure, and again, thanks for coming back, and thank you for bringing this this uh, episode here, because this is, this is interesting. I wasn't really, when you booked the podcast episode, I wasn't really aware of what it was you wanted to talk about, but... uh is it, When we go into it, it's it's funny because I had just helped somebody out about two weeks ago on a tutoring session. And now looking through what it is that you're bringing to the table here, uh, hopefully you start filling some blanks. Because it's always difficult from my point of view to know what's going on across the country, right? I'm in New York. You're in California. So it's, it's really cool just to see that the system that I was just helping somebody with is the system you are currently monitoring. And I'm I'm curious to see for myself if I hit the nail on the head with my explanation on on how this system would would work. So um I'm curious to uh to see how this goes. So let's let's start off right off the top. For anybody that hasn't listened to any of the podcast episodes, let's do a quick rundown on on who you are and uh
0: what it is that brought you into the Scanner Radio Hobby. Absolutely. Great question, Phil. So I my name is Garrett Farwell. I live in the San Francisco. I live in San Francisco, uh, California, and I got into the hobby oh years ago. I had a Bearcat scanner that I used actually primarily in Tahoe uh, when I'd go visit my uncle up there. Uh, he's the one who originally got me into the hobby. Small town, you hear a siren, you're just always kind of curious what's going on. And so, uh, he got me into the hobby and ever since then, I've always, you know, had the police call books and, uh, got into it, uh, really at a young age and have like a lot of us picked it up and been more active at certain times in life and, and sort of let it go by the wayside at other times. So
1: that's, that's what happens, but it's a hobby, right? That's, that's, that's what it comes down to. Excellent. So. You and I have gone back and forth and, and, and we've traded kind of some thoughts and ideas about some trunk systems that are in your area. So, uh, I think you're here today to kind of talk about what it is that you've discovered and and how you started like peeling back the onion. So let's go through a couple of these systems and uh, it's good too, because we're doing some screen sharing here as well. So for anybody uh, who who can't see our screen right now, (laughs) which is just me and you, I'll navigate or I'll, I'll narrate some of the stuff that uh, you're navigating through. If um, you know, I feel like I need to chime in here, but for the most part, I'm going to leave this one up to you. So uh, (laughs) I'll pass the mic over to you and explain to me what it is that we're looking at
0: here on the screen. Sure. Sounds good, Phil. So I want to talk about three simulcast systems in the San Francisco Bay Area here that I've been scanning for years now and that have gone through various lives of their own and have evolved over the past probably eight or nine years that I've been scanning them. I want to start with San Francisco City and County here in in California. I want to then move to San Mateo County, which is just south of San Francisco, um, a county I grew up in and my parents still live in. And then I have a lot of friends that live over in the East Bay, for those who are familiar with the San Francisco Bay Area, just across the bay, over in Alameda County primarily, but um, an East Bay system that I've been scanning over there. So those three are the three that I, I thought we'd focus on today. And I really want to just walk through some of the lessons that I've learned along the way, scanning these three systems and incorporate some of also fill your expert tutelage that you've brought to the table as, as we've dissected a few of these systems and and probably maybe even rehash a bit through some of the ask scanner school questions I've been asking over the past couple of years as I've been scanning these uh, these three systems. So there might be a little overlap in in some of that as well. But my hope ultimately is that uh, for anyone scanning these systems or anyone who's scanning simulcast in general, that some of these tips and tricks that I've found along the way will be helpful in really narrowing down how to listen to what is most appropriate for whatever you're trying to listen to. Typically what I hone in on is a geographic area. Like I want to know what's close and happening around where my parents live in San Mateo County, for example. And so how do I take a big simulcast system that covers the whole County? And how do I really narrow that down into what, what I really want to hear and what I want to listen Mm to. So that's, those are the objectives for today. Okay. (laughs) How's that sound?
1: Sounds good. All right. So the Good. first system you have up here that you want to talk about, you said was what, San Francisco County and City P25, right?
0: Yeah. So this is the P25 system. And and also, by the way, I know, as you mentioned a second ago, Phil, we're, we're on a Zoom here and we're sharing screens and it's probably easier for us to be on the same page. And when we're listening on a, on a podcast, it might be a little harder. So I think what would be helpful is I'll provide these links and maybe in the show notes or as follow ups, yeah. I can send you. Each of these systems we're referring to today so people can see them on radio reference and and as they're listening to podcasts, maybe follow along and see how we're dissecting each of these each of these systems sound like a plan sounds like a plan. All right, Awesome. So like I said, I I live in San Francisco, San Francisco is a city and county, um, just for a quick geography lesson. And I've been listening to uh, the city and and county system here for a number of years now. It it recently, I want to say within the last year, went through a pretty sizable transition. It used to be an analog uh, simulcast system and has now gone digital and has an 800 megahertz simulcast system and a 700 megahertz simulcast system. And it has a county jail and it has an SFO, our airport, San Francisco International Airport as a part of the simulcast sort of okay. system overall. Now, for my interest and from what I've found, the 800 megahertz simulcast system is really where all of the, the voice traffic is, police, fire, a lot of the emergency services uh, I, I've found on the 800 megahertz simulcast system. And I think that the 700 megahertz simulcast system in San Francisco, um, and I'll include a, a link to this at the end it really revolves around the 700 megahertz lte motorola more data-driven traffic uh, and less voice and dispatch traffic that i think you'll find on that 700 megahertz system although i have found a few exceptions to that i think there's some ems some emergency medical services that are dispatched on that 700 megahertz system but i think primarily it's data traffic so for us as scanner enthusiasts and users Not a lot to really listen to from a sort of voice and dispatch perspective. It's interesting
1: because there are notes on this trunk system that say all the TDMA talk groups, which are T's, right, are on the 800 megahertz system. And then all the FDMAs, which are all the D's, are on the 700. But when you're looking at the list here, all the interop talk groups are all phase one, which you would assume would be on the 700 layer. And then... But you're saying that that's not really, which you, from, from your listening,
0: that's not really the way that it's it's set up then. That's not what I have heard. And I think from what I've heard, also, most of the daily dispatch, and of course, you can imagine here in San Francisco, dispatch for fire and police is... In fact, I wouldn't be surprised if we hear some emergency services throughout the recording of this podcast in the background. You know, okay. we're a major city here; we have dispatch going out uh, all the time for fire and, and police. So, but I would say that, from what I've heard, the primary traffic is on that 800 megahertz system for uh, for dispatch for sure. Like, if you want to hear minute by minute, hour by hour, that 700 uh, excuse me, that 800 megahertz system is where you'll find oh, all that uh, all that action.
1: Okay. So if somebody were to be setting up this system basically, your advice to them at this point would be not don't really worry about going back and forth between the seven hundred and eight hundred. Just just keep concentrating on the hundred
0: for right now or that would yeah. that would def- definitely be my advice. Definitely be my okay. advice. And a a bit of a sidebar to that, Phil, mm-hmm. there are interoperability Uh, systems we're looking at them right here the interoperability talk groups for the system here and across all the systems we're going to talk about today just as a little bit of a preview and also based on your advice phil thank you i've separated the interoperability on my scanner to listen to just interoperability as a separate favorites list on my scanner so if i want to hear just you know common dispatch day-to-day hour-to-hour that kind of thing I have that as a, as a favorites list in my scanner. And then I have the interoperability as a separate favorites list that I can toggle on and off if I want to hear that interoperability traffic. And I think that back to your question a second ago, like, should you have the seven or 800 megahertz? Like, if, if you want, I have the 700 megahertz in the interoperability because I'm pretty loose in that interoperability. Favorites list in my scanner because I want to cast a pretty wide interoperability right. net, and I, I don't want to miss something. So, I think the answer to your question is sort of for the day-to-day stuff. For anything we're really trying to get down to sort of local dispatch and traffic, at least here in what I've seen in San Francisco, and that is that 800 megahertz systems where you're going to want to be. But if you open that up to the interoperability side of things, eh, throw them both in, right? Throw the seven yeah. and 800 in just to make sure you don't miss something. Now, Again, are I'm, you
1: coming? to that conclusion just by listening to the systems or are you doing long-term logging with say ProScan or Butel or Unitrunker or anything like that? Or how, how are you, I'm not challenging you. I'm just, I'm just asking how you, how are you getting to this, that, that conclusion that really there's not much on the 700 layer?
0: Yeah. I, for San Francisco, I, I don't run, I don't record a lot of, I just listen to it. I don't record Mm -hmm. a lot of that traffic. Now for Alameda County and for San Mateo County for those systems, I do use ProScan and shout out to that program. I know you and I have talked about that, Phil. It's a fantastic program. I do record that traffic and I do look at the traffic and the hits on those. So to your question of how do you know that? I just listened to it in San Francisco. So yeah, Mm -hmm. I might be wrong. You know, there might be some (laughs) stuff on that 700... From an right. interoperability because I don't actually leave it running, you know, for days on end and record. Right. And again, it's, it's
1: not a it's not a challenge. It's just an understanding of how you are coming to that conclusion. And again, somebody who's outside the system, like I am, like I said, I'm here in New York. You're in California. You're listening to this system. It's in your backyard. I'm just basing what I can pull off of the notes on radio reference. Now, again, radio reference, and there's nothing wrong with radio reference, but it is community driven. So it's only as good as the person who is either submitting the information or is submitting corrections to the information that was previously submitted on there. So it makes me wonder if that note is an outdated note or is it really set up that way, but there's so, so little activity on those talk groups that you're just not hearing them because there's just not really much there to listen to which is why I was asking you if you had some sort of long term logging software that was up and running cuz if you had something like that you could at least see the radios that were affiliating or joining the talk group and and seeing what else was going on there and again you can also see all the data traffic that was that was being you can't see the data traffic but you can see this this radio ID is communicating out on the network right now so i was just kind of you know wondering if if how how detailed or how how into the system you were monitoring but uh Again, again, you've you've kind of answered the question there is if you want to listen to anything basically on that system, you want to put your focus on the 800 layer. And again, this is an important thing to bring up too because for a lot of people using Unication Pagers, the way the pager works is it finds a control channel and it stays on there until it has a reason to move. So if somebody's programming up this system and they put all four sites in there, and it locks up onto the 700 layer, they won't ever hear anything.
0: Right. right. So and it's very agree, important for us to understand,
1: yeah. dissect this and say, all right, we've got the system here. We have four sites, which again, that's a whole other can of worms there. These are four network sets of transmitter locations, right? So we've got, sam summarize here, we have an 800 layer, San Francisco simulcast 800. We have a 700 layer, which again, we're now going to rule out as being something we want to monitor. You have the county jail, which is in San Mateo County, which again, we'd want to rule out because I'm going to assume that that's only going to have activity that's underneath registered that system and anything else would really be on the simulcast system. And again, the SFO airport, again, is only going to be carrying talk groups that are just on the airport, but we also assume too that if it's on the airport tower or airport site, it's going to be on the 800 simulcast system because you're going to have people affiliated with that talk group anyway throughout the network, so – we want to put all of our focus or 90% of our focus
0: on the 800 megahertz
1: system if we're going to monitor San Francisco city and county.
0: Yes. And I okay. will say to Phil, I have made choices, and I think, I think we've talked a little bit around what I'm about to say, but I want to hit it right on the head. Is that I've chosen to avoid the county jail system, the SFO airport system? Those are in different counties. Mm-hmm. I, I don't really care day to day what's going on over there, right? I want to know what's going on locally here in San Francisco. So right. one of the keys, and I want to talk about this actually throughout some of the other systems we're going to talk about is I avoid those. I don't I don't I don't even scan them. I just notch them out, avoid them in the Sentinel software so that it's not even something that the scanner's. is going to pass And the more through,
1: sites so. you put in a scan list, the slower you're going to slow things down too, because right. the system's right. got the scanner's got to say, control channel, scan the talk groups. Next right. control channel, scan exactly. the talk groups. So exactly. you want to you want to fine tune this as best as you can. Yep.
0: Exactly. Exactly. So, the last thing that I want to mention about probably a lot of simulcast systems, but San Francisco in general, is if you look at the San Francisco Police talk groups. I know you and I have talked about this uh, briefly. Is that the there's a difference between the mobiles and the portables from an encryption perspective. And yes. so what you can hear is the dispatch going out for law enforcement, but you can't hear the response. You can't hear the units in the field giving, you know, status updates or reports. That traffic is encrypted. And so, we're going to go ahead, Phil.
1: Yeah, I was going to say, so let's break that down here. I want to break down what's on the screen. And hopefully I'm not interrupting you with what you yeah, want to yeah, talk go about. Ahead. So for everybody playing along at home, what we have here on the screen is the breakdown of the San Francisco police talk groups. And we have, for example, the first one is Southern B, right, which is uh, –
0: I don't know what that's. It's like, it says tenderloin from here, but it does. Sure. It's, that is a part of San Francisco. Which, <laughs> okay. yep, everybody always. Is that real? Yep, it's we're right. a Part of San Francisco it, called the tenderloin. A, <laughs> yep, a, it's a, it's I don't know if we just didn't have dinner yet or, <laughs> yeah, or no. what. but uh,
1: so so we're looking at talk group, which is talk group eight oh four, which is it's got TDMA and a lowercase e next to it, and it's called SFPDA one alpha one. Southern Bravo, Tenderloin, Districts, Mobiles. Then below that, we see Talk Group 806, which is full time encrypted, SFPD A2 or Alpha 2, which again, Southern Bravo, Tenderloin, Districts, Portables. So I'm just laying it out, and we have pairs, right? You've got Bayview Mobiles, and another Talk Group, Bayview Portables. Another Talk Group has got Central Mobiles, another Talk Group has got Central Portables. And all the portable talk groups have full-time encryption. All the mobile talk groups here have part-time encryption or the lowercase E flag. So my question, I guess, leading into what you were just talking about is you, you, you can hear the mobile, you can hear the mobiles, which I guess is the dispatcher, but you can't hear the portable, so you can't hear what's going on in the field. So you'll be able to listen to San Francisco police talk groups and hear all the calls that are being dispatched, but you have no idea what's going on to the units that are en route or what they're giving as far as a license check or anything else so my question to you is then i'm assuming on talk group 804 which is the mobiles channel you can hear the dispatch but you never hear the r2d2 or the muting of encryption as the mobiles come back they had their own talk group basically is that how this is working here
0: They do well. They do. I have heard. I don't know if this is right, wrong, or a different, but but I have heard the encryption back. You know, the sort of muffled. You know, Uh the encrypted response of the portable. It's it's in it's. You can't understand any of it, right? Right. But you can actually pick up that transmission. It's just it's you know muffled and.
1: So you're hearing that in the same talk group as the mobile talk group, or is it you?
0: Oh, well, it's a di- yeah, different. They're, they're different talk groups, right? There's, there's the, are the 804 and the 806, right? So they're different. So it's a pair. So it's like duplex, then basically yeah. is the way it's set up then. Yeah. Okay. So where I was going with this is I just avoid all the full encryption stuff and you just, you just have to live with it, right? And again, we right. won't get into the big philosophy of encryption, Phil. I don't want to take us down that road, but <laughs> there's no point, there's no point in, in monitoring that, right? Just no. avoid it. And, be comfortable with the fact, and I have come to terms with the fact that I hear the dispatch, I don't hear the response. Just that's
1: that's better than what I got, which I don't hear any of it. So right. that's that's great. And again, this is a lot like I guess we're going to assume it's a lot like New York State Police, where they have a uh, a dispatcher on one frequency, and then all the mobiles on a secondary frequency. So you can hear the dispatch because they put out a whole bunch of power. You can only hear the cars if you're if they're in a good proximity to you because. They're going direct. They're simplex, simplex. So it's it's, it's a duplex system. Uh, I think CHP runs the exact same way, if I'm not mistaken. And I know we, we've talked about that. So I'm going to say here that if you're going to listen to this, you got to remember it's a pair. Mobiles are your bases. That's your dispatcher. Portables are your field units. You'll never hear that. So you're only going to hear one side of this conversation. And that's that's now makes a lot of sense and i really wish that they would spell that out in the description of this category in the database but that's interesting to understand that that's that's the way they work so I, i'm curious to see there's other trunk systems out there that are built this exact same way or if this is a unicorn
0: i have yet, i and i don't have enough extensive knowledge of scanning simulcast systems further than the bay area but yeah phil i'd love to know if there's other systems Mm -hmm. designed like this i i don't know (laughs) no idea but i certainly uh i'm certainly subject to it here in the city (laughs) yeah
1: and it's weird too because these are all all the talk groups here all say law dispatch they're all
0: tagged law dispatch so yep okay what else we have in this one interesting stuff Actually, that was about all I was going to talk about. Well, let me add one more thing. Uh, you sure. know, I've kind of already said it, but for San Francisco airport, for example, there's a lot of encryption with some of the airport, you know, police traffic control, police dispatch. There's a lot of encryption with San Francisco Muni, which is our light rail and, and, um, public transportation system here in the city. There's a lot of encryption on that. And just when you're scanning simulcast systems, or at least from what I've seen, just avoid the encryption stuff. You know, mm-hmm. you're not gonna be able to hear it if it's on a certain system that's on, you know, if, if I'm scanning the 800 megahertz simulcast system as we've been honing in on Phil and there's encryption on that, just Avoid it. It will give you a faster way to listen to what you can listen to. So make Mm -hmm. sure you just avoid the stuff you can't listen to. So that would be probably the last thing. And and I'll probably come back to that a couple more times. We talk about some of the other systems, but
1: let me ask you this before we move on to the next system. What scanner are you using to monitor this system?
0: Ooh, I was going to, I was going to, at the very end, I was going to give a big (laughs) hook on this one, but let's let the cat out of the bag. I, I, Love my SDS 100 and my SDS 200. I use both of those units. Okay. I use my SDS 100 here in the city, and then I have my SDS 200. I actually, a, currently have it actually at a friend's house over in East Bay to help me with scanning some of this the the simulcast systems over there, which we'll get to in just a minute. But okay,
1: and big fan of those Have you two tried? Systems. Have you tried using other scanners on this system? How have
0: they worked compared to the SDS? I have so. I used to have the Uniden BCD 436 and 536 HP, and mm-hmm. the 436 worked great when San Francisco had previously a simulcast analog system. Mm-hmm. And as soon as they moved to the P25 and moved to the digital, it was a bear. <laughs> it gotcha. it didn't, the, the scanners didn't perform as well. So a big, so, something I'll, I'll rehash when we hopefully conclude today, Phil, but. STS 100 200, life-changing scanners to get into when it comes to simulcast. I mean, things that you can hear and doors that begin to open up for you, mm-hmm. especially in the simulcast world, that are just really tough, if not impossible, in, in a different scanner set like a BCD, you know, 4 or 536
1: HP. So, yeah, you're recommending that, it sounds like, and it's... If you're having any troubles, then I mean this is this is a classic example right here, right? It's yeah. it's a simulcast system, P25, TDMA. Like you, you said yeah, you you kind of need the STS 100 and STS 200, you got to bite the bullet, right?
0: Yeah, yep. yeah, you you do, you do, okay. and I, I know. There are I haven't quite gotten into the sophistication level, but thank you, Phil, to you for starting to generate the content around doing a lot of this on uh, SDRs. I've s I've started to do some of this, although I'm so sure. spoiled of my SDS, my unit in SDSs <laughs> that I'm like, right. why would I why would I, why would I go through the all, all the effort of trying to, you know, re-engineer this in SDRs? But I know there are certainly other options in and probably yep. scanning these systems with other technology. So excellent. All right. Well I've let's move spoiled. on to the next one. Yeah. <laughs> right. Let's take a look at San Mateo County. And again, for those who aren't familiar with the San Francisco Bay Area, it's just the county south of San Francisco along the peninsula here. Like I said, this is county I originally grew up in. My parents still live there. And I tend to listen to law enforcement primarily in uh, San Mateo County, the sheriff, as well as some of the local law enforcement in the county. But a couple of things that you notice right off the bat that I've wrestled with, with the simulcasts here in San Mateo County, is there are a lot of sites and they are all in San Mateo. Uh, There's not one like we saw in San Francisco where I can actually say, oh, that's that's actually not in the county. Everything and all the sites, all the simulcast is in the county. (laughs) So. You have to figure out which way well, you don't have to. Let me, let me tell you what I found to be most helpful is just to focus in on for me the countywide simulcast system. Okay. I had previously been listening to Town Ridge and Brisbane. These are two physically, physically sites in San Mateo County where I, where I Imagine I know where the, well, you can look to see where the sort of transmitters are, but you and I both mm-hmm. know sites are more than just where one transmitter is, right? So, yep. so yep. I was originally scanning Town Ridge, Brisbane, and the countywide simulcast system to listen to the law enforcement in the county. Come to find out, as I avoided each of those systems, I could still hear everything that I wanted to hear that was okay. local to. Uh, where my parents live in the county, so and for we'll me it was okay. extraneous to to scan those uh, those sites. It was just an extra, like you said, right? Go to the control channel, boo 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 boo. Look at all the talk groups. Go right. I didn't need to do that. The countywide simulcast covered great. covered everything and covered and any with, anything I need to hear.
1: And we're looking at the system right now, including the countywide simulcast site or network of transmitter locations here. We have seven seven different sites on this system, right? You said right. Brisbane, Town Ridge, mm-hmm. the County Semelcast, Pigeon Point. What's that last one? Pescadero. Kester, Pescadero, Point Montera, oh. right, and, La and La Honda. Yeah. So each one of these, I guess as geographically, I mean, is there a reason why we have so many of these like in valleys or in yes. bowls or yeah. Yes. So these are all so, fill in sites then basically is what we're looking exactly. at here
0: exactly okay so the way san mateo county works geographically is we have a mountain range that splits it almost in half basically okay and on the east side of the coast side of the county there's a lot of little valleys and and areas where i'm sure transmission and reception is is difficult so uh which i'm sure like la honda town ridge those are two areas that i'm pretty sure the county has systems there or sites there excuse me sites air quotes sites has sites mm-hmm, there mm-hmm. Uh, because of the challenging reception that they probably experience in the, in those areas so
1: makes you makes you kind of wonder why they just didn't put another tower in like say pigeon point and networked it back to the countywide wide simulcast and why it's it's why is it its own like island site there it's, yeah, it's kind of one of those head-scratcher things. It's like you could put all these other transmitters all over the county and they could all be part of the county-wide semicast, But these little strategically placed fill-in sites are all independent. And it's not unique to this. I'm just thinking out loud here. It's not unique to this one location. I mean, this happens all over the place. So there is there has to be a reason behind it. And I'm sure somebody will chime in in a comment and let us know exactly why that is. But I'm not a – trunk radio system designer, you know, that's, that's not my role. So, but I'm sure there's a reason for it. I know it used to be that, you know, you'd want to have anybody who's in that bowl or the Valley, right. To be able to communicate with themselves. So I guess there's a way to like, well, these people maybe are only in pigeon point or only in whatever it is. And there's no reason for them to be tying up resources on the countywide system. So based on, the, the amount of available resources on the county system, it's just more effective spectrum efficiency to just put the people who are in that valley on their own network because maybe it is just a water authority and it is just the local PD and it is just maybe you know security whatever else is in there. There's no reason to have them across the state or across the county, rather. So that could be why that
0: it's in there. Yeah, uh, I love it
1: when I think out loud and, and kind of start solving the you know solving the riddle a little bit. <laughs>
0: Your, your guess is is your guess is as good as mine uh, the, right. the the point i you know the, the point i wanted to drive here again is just mm-hmm. i i didn't need to scan all of these different simulcast systems to hear what i needed to hear and i was mm-hmm. cycling through so much scanning time and sort of power if you will i'm not sure that's quite the right word but you get the idea i was mm-hmm. going through so many cycles on each of these for things i didn't I didn't, I didn't need to. I was hearing just fine what I wanted to hear by just listening to the county simulcast system. And this on a BCD 436 and 536, nightmare. Can't do it. I, I don't even think you can listen to this county system on those units. It's, it just doesn't, it can't put all the bits and bytes together. So now, you got to have an SDS 100 or 200 to do it. <laughs> did
1: it work? Because if you were trying to try listen to this from home, being it's the county south of you, it was still a nightmare? It was, a, with, it,
0: it was a nightmare no almost everywhere I went because okay. the county is so blanketed with this countywide simulcast system with these sites and with sites on towers and sites in valleys and sites in mm-hmm. you know, there's so much overlapping uh simulcast RF, at least in in what I've experienced, that it the B C D was basically sil- silent. The four thirty six in particular was the unit I had. It was it just couldn't it was just silent. Do it. Just could okay. not, could not figure it out. So, all
1: right. Yeah. So, but, again, but the another... SCS
0: one hundred. As soon as they took that out, programmed <laughs> it. Vote. I was like, I was like, wow. Here's a, here here's where it is. I found right. it. So,
1: and, and that's the shame part of it too, not to get derailed here, right? we will going off in a tangent, but. You know, a lot of people do spend a lot of time just pulling their own hair out saying, oh, why yeah. can't I monitor this or why am I not hearing anything? What's going on? What's wrong with my radio? What, why didn't I program upright? And it has nothing to do with the programming. It has nothing to do with the end user. It's just the hardware. And you know, you're know, you proven just by looking at the system here. The only clues that we have, the fact that it's a P25 system and you've got one site here that says countywide simulcast. That yep. is our only indication on this entire thing that says we need an SDS 100 SDS 200. Yeah,
0: exactly. Phil. And I can't tell you, and I, I was listening to your podcast and I was like, oh, I'm going to try and limit it. You know, I, this is when I had the mm-hmm. BCD 436 at the time. I, I'm going to limit it to one side. I'm going to try and keep it to like just one talk group. I'm going to just clip li- on the antenna port. Oh right? my God. I mean, <laughs> you know, upside down standing on my head. I tried everything, to just, Oh, you know, I'm going to see if I can get this to work. And, you know, I, I kid you not. As soon as I fired up that SJS one hundred, I mean the the voice traffic, everything came to life instantly, and I went, "Oh, well, jokes on me." So
1: <laughs> totally. But yeah, again, like was, you said, you know, when we started, it's a hobby, and that's all part of absolutely. part of it, right? You know, nobody ever gets started on on any hobby, and and you know, you got to start somewhere, and you don't know what you don't know, and this is all part of growing with it and learning and enjoying it, right? There's gonna be pain points, but nobody wants to go into a hobby and spend buy the most expensive thing out there but absolutely this is just one of those things that you may have to do it, yeah, but you and, but you have to be educated yeah. enough to do that out of the gate
0: absolutely you know? absolutely absolutely so i'll I'll make two more points on this system then we'll yeah. move move to the third one how does that sound? The other part is that the i you know i said I, I mostly enjoy listening to the sheriff and there are county talk groups for sheriff there's they've broken it up into primary primary patrol one and primary patrol two and it's noted here in radio reference the primary patrol one and the primary patrol two where those are what cities those cover and so that was also a really good indication to me which of these simulcast systems i could a void in sentinel or a void in my scanner because i could limit that geographically for example pescadero is out on the coast so if i want to hear units on the coast or try to hear units on the coast i probably need to be listening to primary patrol too it's there's probably units affiliating with that site out in pescadero it's on the coast that's probably where the dispatch is so the point is you can kind of piece together probably where, why these sites exist and how you can avoid certain sites to either hear or not hear certain traffic based on your geographic location. So if I did live on the coast, I probably do want to hear primary patrol too. And I probably do want to leave Pescadero, for example, as an unavoided you know, site. And maybe that's the only one I want to listen to because those are the you know that's the only site that I want to hear traffic from because those are the only units that will be you know affiliating on that site something like that so you can kind mm-hmm. of piece some of this together again in the spirit of cutting down what you're listening to to be most relevant to what you want to hear
1: so and, and I'm hearing that as a as a constant theme here right you want, yeah. to, whittle <laughs> your, you yeah. want to whittle out your you want to let the sites to just the ones that you specifically need yeah. it's an, if you put them all in it's an overkill and then you're just oh, going one. to just yeah. You waste your scanner's resources and time, and you'll miss transmissions, and you just want to laser focus on which site's the one you want to. Yeah, exactly. Okay. Hey, did you realize it takes us almost $100 a week just to have this podcast episode professionally edited and sent over to you? This doesn't even include website and podcast hosting, administrative help, and other monthly subscriptions that are required to put the podcast out there. Now, you can help us offset these costs when you shop online. So if you're looking for a scanner radio or some software, looking to bid on items over on eBay, or if you're looking to purchase anything, and I mean anything, on Amazon, you can help support Scanner School in the process, and this doesn't come at any extra cost to you. So please check out scannerschool.com support for the multiple different ways that we have out there that you can help support us when you shop online. Again, ScannerSchool.com slash support. Are you looking to learn more about the scanner radio hobby? We currently have courses on how to get started and up and running with software-defined radios and how to turn your SDR into a fully functioning scanner radio. With free software, you can see more and do more with trunking than ever before. And with new courses scheduled for the upcoming months, our offerings will be expanding into both Uniden and Whistler hardware and software. Check out our courses at courses.scannerschool.com or by looking for the link in this podcast description. National Communications Magazine is your personal library of scanner, CB, GMRS, FRS, MURS, and two way radio articles written by the best minds in the business over the past three decades. Your Natcom personal online access account allows you to download the newest issues of America's hobby radio magazine as well as back issues too. Visit natcommag.com to download your free sample issue and sign up today. Did you know that a pager can make a great addition to your scanner radio collection and even if i didn't own east coast pagers i still have one or maybe a couple of pagers as a part of my scanner radio setup this is because a pager can be used to just monitor your local fire department or your regional departments and if you set it up correctly to alert you when the tones are sent over the air then the pager will remain silent until you need to know what is going on This frees up your scanner to monitor everything else that's going on besides your local stuff or can prevent you from missing the local stuff because your scanner is busy doing other things. Now, pagers aren't just limited... To fire dispatches anymore unication has great solutions to monitor both analog and p25 paging systems where many public safety and police departments are switching over to swiss phone and apollo make great analog solutions as well and all three still sell pogsack and flex pages still in use by many departments for text alerting east coast pagers is an apollo swiss phone and unication dealer serving the north american market and of course, is one of my online companies. So if you're looking for a personal use pager or one for your department, contact us for a free quote and let us know you're a Scanner School listener for something a little extra with your order. For our full inventory or to request a quote or just to contact us, please visit eastcoastpagers.com.
0: The last pro tip I'll give on this, on this site is that for whatever reason, and I haven't found out why, my guess is probably because of some sort of legacy politics. Oh, that, ooh, that nope. never happens Can't talk anywhere, right? <laughs> <laughs> the fire, fire response and fire resources are not on the simulcast system. All okay. the dispatch, all of the tactical channels are analog. And they are not on the simulcast systems at all. So, so they're all
1: straight conventional FM all,
0: voice. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Okay. Straight. And you could listen to this with a tin can, some bubble gum, and some string, Phil. This is all straight, <laughs> just uh, FM. And same is true for a lot of the cities and the police dispatch of the cities in the county. It's all just straight FM Nothing complicated, all conventional. And the reason I bring this up ultimately is because if you don't find something on a simulcast system, there might be, it may live somewhere else. Um, Mm -hmm. And you might be wondering, gosh, I'm scanning all of these simulcast systems. Are there no fire department resources in this county? Where are all of them? they it could very well be over on just some other conventional system that's not on the Simulcast system. So just something that uh I came across a while ago but mm-hmm. I would I would highlight.
1: So Yeah, it's good to know too and again too like we said, you know, about getting into the hobby. I mean, this is like you go out there and people buy, "Oh, I got the SR30C or I got a Baofeng or I've got the 125AT." I can't hear anything. But this is no, you you can you can listen to all of uh all the fire you want in here, and you can even dust off your crystal radios if you wanted to. Totally. And, and enjoy those. Yeah. Absolutely. Perfect. And if
0: that's all you care about, don't buy yeah, an SDS-100. You're all set. Yeah. You're ready to go. Yeah. You know, Don't worry about all the- I, I see T-band stuff.
1: in here, though. I, I definitely see that when it looks to the county-wide law enforcement. You got
0: some of that up there, but-
1: We do. You know. we,
0: do. we do have some <laughs> T-band 489. in
1: 489. That's an oddball frequency. I'll tell you that. <laughs>
0: Yep, it's there's some and there's a lot of it. You'll see a lot of the city police dispatch yeah. is. I mean, I, I
1: I I've seen 43, right? That's where FDNY is. NYPD is up there, but four eighty nine. I guess you know, I, I that's odd because the T band is geographic. It's not a you know, it's so it's certain TV channels are allocated in in certain areas. So I think where we are here, we might have. I forget it maybe it's a 18 19 and 20 I think it is or because we have channel 21 so maybe 20 is is a uh, is a guard channel but yeah it depends what what city you're in is is what frequencies you can use so for me 49
0: that that doesn't make sense but that's and, probably because it's a TV channel that's too close and I can and I can tell you Phil from when I was a kid Mm-hmm. zillion years ago these police cha- i can remember looking these up in the police call the green police call book right these these police dispatch frequencies for these cities one in particular where i grew up hadn't changed in 30 years 30 plus years <laughs> it's still really oh yeah it's still <laughs> the same and i assume this the same is still for the fire but to be honest my knowledge is not quite go back that far but the police absolutely it was that one frequency I had you know memorized that I had in my scanner and it was I mean I don't think these have changed at all so not bad I know our local PD here they went from
1: like 30 39 megahertz then they went to something in the UHF then they changed again because it was some bus company like 100 miles away that was using the same frequency so they had to change the frequency again it was and now they're all P25 encrypted and that's, yeah. that's just within my lifetime. Yeah. So, you know, there's, there's, you're lucky. You're lucky they haven't moved. Even FDNY, they moved around. So, yeah. But, no, uh, but yeah. So, this system is pretty neat. So, you've got the P25 in that county, silent you Here's your STS 100, STS 200 plug one more time. And then if you want to listen to FIRE. And it says right here this is FIRE EMS, but the notes are that EMS dispatches on the county P25 system. So, what are we looking at with that?
0: Yes. go, oh, Phil, you found it. Yes. I that found is, it. That is another interesting wrinkle in this system is all okay. of the ambulances and EMS is over on the simulcast. All the dispatch is over on the simulcast system. But okay. all of the fire department is on the conventional. So, so
1: let me ask you this then. Do the ambulances run at the firehouses and they all part of the same company or are
0: they independent? So we have we have both in the county. Okay. We have a handful of EMS that's attached to fire stations. I'm not sure mm-hmm. I don't know if that that wouldn't necessarily be a battalion, but a station. I right. can I've seen ambulances in the firehouse. They are few and far between, however. most of the county here, at least from what I've seen in San Mateo County, is AMR, American Medical Response, okay. is the private ambulance company. So I, I believe to take a guess, 80-something percent of, of our emergency medical services is you know, private. I don't, know if, gotcha. I don't know if that's the right term, but yes, an AMR, not an ambulance in a firehouse, but there are okay. some exceptions to that. And to be honest, I haven't listened to that, that minor sort of detail enough to figure out how they do the EMS dispatch for those few fire stations that have EMS units attached to them. I don't. I assume gotcha. it would be over on the P twenty five system, even though the firehouse itself and the majority of the other units in the station are unconventional. It depends <laughs> how they get dispatched.
1: They may they may have yeah. pagers. They self did report back, and it might yeah. be a private dispatch because it is a firehouse. It, maybe they have their own dispatching, and then when they because it's it's the way the county next week works and operates. So they'll they'll get their dispatch on their on their pager from the fire dispatcher or the EMS. Then they roll up to the 800 system or the P25 system to give their in routes and all of the information about the call happens then on the trunk system. Oh, so, that makes sense. Okay. So and they, and it's weird too because they have they'll either get dispatched by the fire department on the UHF or the low band channel, or there's a countywide EMS VHF frequency they might get dispatched on depending on what department or what agency is. But yeah, as soon as they get in the ambulance, they start rolling. They get on the talk group, and they're on with the county or MedCom, whatever it is, up on it on, on a talk group. And
0: yeah. everything
1: else beyond there happens on the trunk system. Yeah. So it's that only sounds initial dispatch.
0: Yeah, that sounds similar to what I've heard, Phil. I, okay. I'd, I'd have to I'd have to really concentrate on that to to give you a firm answer on that wrinkle. But that sounds very very similar to the way that it works. All it's right. Excellent. So. So let's move to our third and final county. This is, this one is, this one is, a, this is a big one. This is where a lot of the questions came from initially. Phil asked, yeah, we, we spent, a lot, really getting, on we spent <laughs> a lot of time on this one. We spent a lot of time on this <laughs> system and this is, there's a lot. There's a lot going on in this system. So this is, this is a good one to end with. Yes. Um, yes. So we're, we're taking a look at the East Bay regional communication system. It is primarily. Uh, located in the East Bay in the San Francisco Bay Area region. It covers Contra Costa County and Alameda County and parts, some small parts, but parts of Solano County as well. So it crosses three counties. uh, How do you say that last one? Solano. No, no, no. The the, the site. Vallejo? Yeah, Vallejo what? Vallejo-Hiddenbrook. Okay. Yeah. (laughs) It, It looked like... Because like it's,
1: it's small on my screen, I'm like, oh, "What here. is
0: that?" <laughs> I'll make that a little easier for you to see, Phil. Got um, it. Yeah, we got you know, we got we got our fair share of, of weird names out here in California. Uh, for sure, Phil. we got you beat. We got all we got all the the uh,
1: Native American uh, towns oh, out true. here. So yeah, that's I mean, where I'm from and a lot of places here, even, you know, not even just on Long Island, but through New York State, it, there's just a ton of ton of town names that just yeah. don't make sense.
0: Yeah, they're tough
1: <laughs> tough to tough to pronounce. Exactly, exactly. So all right, so we got a bunch of simulcasts out here, and I'll let you break it down. So sure. let's go through sure. this so East Bay regional system East again, P twenty five. Simulcast.
0: Yeah. Yep. Yeah. So it's a yeah, so it's a it's a P twenty five phase two system. And again, the, the, the big one of the first the, the big challenge right off the bat is it covers so many different counties. So first and foremost, it covers all, well, let's be specific, covers three counties, Mm -hmm. Solano, Alameda, and Contra Costa. So for me, I don't care about hearing anything in Contra Costa County. I don't care about hearing anything in Solano County. That's me personally. (laughs) That's that's, that's what you want. Exactly. Um, So right off the bat, you can see there's a ton of simulcast here, but what I'm going to do and what I did do was I avoided any of the systems that noted a county that I didn't care about hearing anything mm-hmm. in, so that was the first cut across this you know three county three county system the other the next challenge with this system is that these these systems for Northwest simulcast and then Crane Ridge and East simulcast they have what this ALCO in the front stands for is Alameda County. ALCO, so the other cut I wanted to make, or I wanted to make sure that I was just getting anything that had ALCO in it. That was a Mm -hmm. great way in the scanner in the programming of it to note if it said ALCO, that meant Alameda County. If it said CCCO, (laughs) that was Contra Costa County. It's easy to see on radio reference, but in Sentinel, it's you'd need to know those. Right, because you're not
1: getting the county information or the full. Right. It's not as
0: thorough on the website as it is in your programming it at Sentinel. So you have to be aware of like it's more thorough on the website than it is. On the website than it is. Thank you, Phil. Yes. (laughs) Than it is for programming it in, in Sentinel. So that was the first the first cut across there was don't want to hear anything in those in those counties. And then the next sort of cut that I made was I looked at each of these. ALCO simulcast systems. And what what is somewhat nice about this is you can see the southwest simulcast and northwest simulcast is it does give you a bit of an indication geographically where these sites are covering. Mm-hmm. So you could say, if I care about the sort of southwest part of the county, well, I probably want to have listened to that site. If I don't care about that part of the county, well, I'm going to avoid that. So that was another, another cut that I, I made. For me, I am most interested in let me make sure I let me think I think it's the it's not the Northwest I think I'm the southwest one yeah southwest oh no that's actually maybe it's the other one that I was interested in so i'll i'll nav
1: i'll I'll narrate what's going on here so yeah. what you're doing is you're clicking on the actual name of Correct. the site, and what that's doing is it opens up another window in radio reference or it takes you to another window and re-reference, and it shows you a little bit more detail on the site itself. So you've got basically the site number, the NAC, right, the the, the name again, the neighbors, which is really cool because it shows you where, where it could hand off into. But most importantly is it gives you the frequencies, it gives you the call sign, and it gives you a map with a circle around it, which, again, that circle is important because if you're using your range, and your zip code to program your scanner, that means this is the circle that they assume is going to be covered by the simulcast site. And if you take it one step further, and I don't know if you've done it yet, but if you clicked on the frequency, not the frequency, but the call sign, it will bring up another map, and it will show you all the locations of the transmitter locations of that simulcast system.
0: Yes. Love it, Phil. Love it. So this is where, this is where I'm glad we went down this path because this is where you can figure out how you can choose of those different Southwest, Northeast, you know, whatever those geographic simulcast systems are, where the one that's probably most geographically close to you is. So in my example here, I'm most interested in Pleasanton, Sunol, and the area here of this geographic part of the county. I don't, don't care too much about just again, for me personally, I don't care too much about what's going on in Oakland or in other parts of the county. I want to focus really in like, what's, what's happening here. And so by limiting that by limiting to only this simulcast system, I know that I'm, Geographically, taking a cut across all those talk groups to say, "I'm only want to be listening to something that where units are in this geographic region." At least this is the way I understand it, Phil. And I think we've talked a little bit about this so in the past. So here I have it's uh, which one was this? This is the East, yeah the the Alco East simulcast system. And so right off the bat, again, I just avoided all the other. Systems, uh, all the other simulcast sites. Rather, let me be clear about that. All the other simulcast sites. So now I'm only listening to the Alco East simulcast system. So, so you you filtered everything else out. Filtered everything else out, and that can be both good and bad. But I'm I'm going to yeah. kind of walk yeah, through. That's why
1: I'm I'm taking my notes because I was going to okay. circle back on the bad things when we were all done. Yes, so. there's, there's,
0: there's good <laughs> and bad to this. Yes, <laughs> it's good and bad. But the purpose the, what I'm trying to get at again, my my focus is I wanna just hear any unit that's affiliated within this sort of mm-hmm. geographic unit, right, in this talk group. So Right. Um, and
1: and that's that's exactly the key point here, right? Is is you're right. laser you're laser focused on just what it is you want to listen to. You right. know what it is you want to listen to, and that's that's why you're doing what you're doing. And again, we'll we'll circle back on the negatives on this.
0: Yes. As in the summary. Yep. Good. And let's, let's make sure we do that. But so what I then am able to do is if I'm just listening to that, I can take, for example, I want to listen to Alameda County Sheriff. I want to listen to the sheriff for the county. Then I can, I can see if I'm just listening to that specific site, simulcast mm-hmm. site, do I hear dispatch one? Do I hear dispatch two? Do I hear dispatch three? Do I hear those dispatches going out? And if I do, then I have a pretty good indication. I don't think it's perfect, Phil. Correct me where I'm wrong. But you have a pretty good indication that units in that geographic region are probably dispatched through that dispatch talk group because they're affiliating to that site. And hence, you'd want them to hear that dispatch traffic. So this has been something that I've been working on for a while, and I'm still a little perplexed by how this this works, despite the fact that in radio reference, it does give a bit of an indication of what dispatch one and dispatch two covers. I have no idea what dispatch three covers. I have to figure that out, right? I have to narrow that down. And Eden Township is interesting. Within Within Alameda County, there's Eden Township. Eden Township dates back to I think when California was just becoming a state or something like we don't have an, a city of Eden, we don't have a like Eden County. We don't, it's some,
1: it's, just a, it's a, ship, right? a fairly it's
0: nefarious call. township geographic location within the county. So I, I'm not even really sure what dispatch one truly covers from a geographic perspective. So what, what I'm trying to do again is to limit the sites to mm-hmm. just that one site and see what I hear keep the talk groups pretty extensive, but see what I hear. Do I hear dispatch one? Do I hear dispatch two onward and upward so that I I can narrow?
1: Dispatch three could be an overflow dispatch too. It could could be be that, you know, if, if something major is happening, they could push everybody to three or, you know, that, that could be
0: what it's there for. Exactly. And so for me, I am, I'm taking that, that cut of just give me that specific site Mm -hmm. and see what talk groups I hear on that site. And that has been relatively successful. <laughs> I will say relatively, not perfect, but relatively <laughs> successful. That hopefully at least gives me a focus across all of these different sites, all of this different, everything that I could possibly be listening to across three counties. All, you know, It really right. helped to narrow that down a little bit, at least and give three me some counties, focus. That, so. Three counties is a lot to listen to. Oh, it's I mean, it's yeah. almost overwhelming. I would, I've, I've actually never tried, but I'm sure it's just. Oh, so you, <laughs> so you don't have all three going at the same time? You just haven't broken down. I've, I to be honest, I've never just opened the floodgates to listen to this whole system. I would okay. imagine it would just be complete. <laughs> like you would never hear a consistent like dispatch right, right. response. You'd just hear like completely disjointed conversations across the county. Is my, I think a fairly safe assumption? So, okay. So that was that was something that I've 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 tried to narrow down on. The same thing is true for fire. We get a little bit of an understanding of where the fire dispatches are, but there are a lot of tac channels, tactical channels on the system that I have no idea where they, you know, what site they actually sort of get transmitted on or affiliated to in the system. So if I'm able to narrow it down to just that one simulcast system.
1: But but again that that has to do with the end user. Where is the radio subscriber right, right on the end user. So it's not that tac 3 is only on the northwest site. It's Right. Where's the end user? So you may not hear Tac Three because that might only be assigned or reserved for people in the Northwest, and you'll listen to the Southeast. But you never know they they could ha- they could be tied up in a job up there, and right. they're gonna you know. So I I would assume that they would be just available on every 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 summercast site. You may eventually just hear it, but I I, I would program it in, yeah. you know, unless you're consistently hearing tactical stuff that's. The opposite side of the county, then I lock it out. That's, that's the way I would treat something like that. Okay. or temporary okay. lockout, right? You, could, right? you could temp lock it out, and then when you turn the scanner off and on again, it's back in your scan list.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah, so. absolutely. So I'm sure there, and I'm sure there are plenty of other tricks to try and figure this out, but I've, I've asked this question of you, Phil, a few times, and I've been trying to they do outline some of the tactical channels here for fire, for example. But there's a lot on here where I'm like, I don't know what Alameda County Fire District Tactical Six. I, like, am I missing something, you know, on Tactical Six that I don't know? You know, how, how would I, other than I guess sort of locking to that tactical channel and like sitting on it for hours or days on end, you know, how do you make a cut to see if that is a sort of local geographic tactical channel to a specific, you know, region within the? You would have
1: to basically watch the four corners of that system right the the yeah. the four corners of the simulcast systems and then see what simulcast site it typically shows up on that would be the best way to do it oh, and okay. again if if you use something can you scroll back up to the top i just want to see the, the the frequencies you have in, in this in this and uh in these sites because if you run something like Unitrunker with an SDR, you have two and a half megahertz, basically to two point four megahertz, you can play with on a single SDR. The cheap SDRs, right? The, mm-hmm, the RTL yeah. sticks. So what ends up happening with Unitrunker is you could take that one stick and open it up to two point four megahertz. So if you have one, two of these satellite sites within that span, you can monitor two satellite sites on one re- receiver. Or mm. three sites on one receiver because as long as it's within that two and a half, the same holds true with software like uh, Trunk SDR. I think is which is the other one. Same principle applies. You've, you've got that point four megahertz, and as long as you're listening to something within that band window, then then you can do that. So find a simulcast site that's in the middle. Make that your first one so that the SDR centers on that channel, and then pick something that's either side of it. You know, one point two megahertz on either side would be your would be a bandwidth. And you'll be able to log that talk group and you'll be able to see the radios that are or, – or the the radios that are that are affiliating on that talk group and using that talk group. And you'll also see what radios that – or other talk groups that radio has also been a part of. So if you're always seeing that, it's any town, any town, any town, any town on that talk group, you'll know that, okay, that's probably a Southwest geographic tactical group. And and you'll be able to start mapping it out that way based on – you're not going to grab it probably in a week, but in a month or maybe in two or three months, you'll, you'll have a really solid foundation as to – and you can even put parentheses on that too. Like as you're watching that, say, okay, TAC3, and you can put Southwest. And if you start consistently seeing Southwest towns on that talk group or radios on that talk group that are associated with other talk groups that are in that geographical area, that's how you really start – cutting into it and that's where a lot of the fun ends up really coming into play is when you start using the computer and, and watching these things because now you've got another layer of the onion you've just pulled back you know right, right now you're using your ears and and but when you really start bringing in databases or just archive logging that you know while you're sleeping and while you're at work and while you're out jogging or wherever else this is still working for you and it's still collecting the information and you can come back to it once a week, twice a week, once a month, and just see what what you're what you're archiving.
0: Yeah, so. that's definitely the varsity level of what I'm chatting through today, Phil. So ah, I'm looking forward to looking forward to getting <laughs> getting more sophisticated and at that level. I hear what you're saying; that's very cool. Yep. But yeah that um, that's
1: where uh, that's that's where I get my jollies on this. You know. <laughs> so. Yeah.
0: Totally. Totally. But and and the can last. Yeah, and and just the last thing that that I'll I'll say for this system is I was having a hard time figuring out the EMS the emergency uh-huh. medical so where you know who delivers what and and what geography and stuff and I I literally, <laughs> I literally drove by a few hospitals in the county and there were a bunch of ambulances parked in front of for example Fremont Hospital or I'm sorry Washington Hospital in in Fremont. There were a bunch of phallic, I think. Is that a phallic? phallic? I don't know. These falk. type of ambulance. falk I don't know yeah. how to pronounce that. Um, there were these type of ambulances sitting out front of Washington Hospital. So I, w- I was able to say, okay, there's a falk dispatch in this system. Uh-huh. It's probably they're probably in this geographic area near Fremont and Washington hospital. So like I just drove by certain places and tried to narrow down what I may or may not or what I should or shouldn't be listening to based on just geographically what I was seeing in the county. right, um, right. So that was just sort of another yeah. another tip that I that I, I came up with. So here was the there's a there's some talk groups for the administration and, and operations of this Falk ambulance talk group, and I, I kept hearing them get dispatched. But I was like, where, you know, where are they? You know, are they, are they here? And then come to find out, you know, drove by a hospital, saw a bunch of ambulances right in front of the hospital, and said, okay, well, they're probably, probably in this area.
1: Um, now, is there a uh, like a medical control talk group on there that the ambulance would come into and say, this is this is Falk we have such and such on board. We're responding to XYZ hospital. I mean, that would probably help you out as well.
0: Knowing who's yeah. coming where. Yeah. I have, I, I haven't, I, I sort of have pieced some of that together, Phil, but you yeah. can listen to the hospital side, right? So you can listen to patient X, so-and-so arriving at this hospital from this specific place. Uh-huh. And it was some, you know, I could kind of piece together a little bit. I don't have a full, I don't have a full picture to answer your your question, Phil, but I I had enough to say, okay, I knew geographically ambulances were used in this specific area for this hospital. I could listen to that hospital's receiving transmission, you know, like where they're coming from, and I could kind of put some of those pieces together as far as knowing, you know, what ambulance company was likely in that region, what hospitals they're serving, and hence kind of Mm -hmm. the types of of um, talk groups I should probably have and listen to in that, in that system or in the, you know, in my scanner. So, right, right. Perfect. Uh, So I,
1: I like what I'm hearing here because it's not just pulling information out of radio reference and, and dropping it in your scanner and expecting to get the world or what it is. There's a lot of homework that's coming in here, and again, we've said before, it's a hobby, and you're treating it like a hobby. You're you're tweaking things, you're playing around things, you're going out of your way to try and help yourself understand the system better by getting in the car and seeing what else is out there. You're taking it to the next level, which is great because this is it's. There are people, and there's nothing wrong with it. There's people out there that just want to listen to what's what's being spoon fed to them. Here's the police. That's all they want to care about, and that's great but there's other people that that you got that itch right you, you you want you want that little bit of extra you want to understand the the piece to it and that's the other part of the hobby and like i said you know somebody that wants to just sit in their living room or in their lazy boy and listen to police calls all night long that's fine that's their hobby and that's that's what that that's what they enjoy about this but there's others like us that want to, to get more out of it they're both right. They're both enjoyable. It's just to each their own. And some people like going out to I don't know, race fast cars, and other people like to drive and cruise, you know, in old cars and and do thirty five in the left lane. I mean, it's you know, it's, it's to each their own. You know, somebody likes to bob and weave in and out of traffic and. But that's, you know, but they both enjoy cars is what I'm trying to get to. So
0: absolutely. Absolutely. Yep. And and I think I'll, I'll anchor that back to what we talked about with the San Mateo County system. Mm-hmm. If you look at this San Mateo, so I'm going to leave the East Bay Regional Communication System for just a second to, to, to talk about this point you just made, Phil. Is it that the, all of the police dispatch in San Mateo County is all analog? It's all for the most, not all, but a good slug of it is one frequency. Just program this in your scanner and you're finished. That's all you need to do, right? There's not a lot of investigative work that needs to happen here, but some of these simulcast systems with crossing several counties and having both private ambulance dispatch for EMS and tactical channels. And I mean, there's so much complexity that can get added to these bigger systems, especially when you throw in the simulcast that, that yeah there's simple and there's really complex and it's, it's all part about what you enjoy in the hobby, but yep. to, you know, contrast that to what you or to just highlight that point. Here's I've been, you know, since a kid, since I was a kid, I would put in just the city dispatch frequency, one frequency, super mm-hmm. easy, one and done. And that's it. And I was ready to go. <laughs> yep. Yep.
1: All right. So let's finish up with the East Bay and then yeah. we'll move on to, uh, some of the things that you, we got to worry about with, yeah. with-
0: Absolutely. So let's, let's finish up. The only, actually, I'll make only one more, one more point with uh, East Bay regional communication system, and that's the service channels. So there's, there is a dispatch and then there's also a service channel. And I was trying to experiment a little bit with listening to one versus the other and trying to figure out where they were on the various simulcast systems. Like maybe they dispatched out of one and then the service was in another geography. I'm still actually trying to unpack that a little bit. I don't know if I have a final answer for you on that, Phil. But I think something that is interesting to to dig into in these simulcast systems are the differences between service and dispatch. And let me highlight this because it's probably easy for us to, to be talking about this as we're seeing it on the screen. But in the Alameda County Sheriff talk groups, for the East Bay Regional Communication System over in Alameda County, there's a dispatch and a service. And a service, I believe, from what I've heard a little bit, is it's sort of like an overflow channel a little bit. It's a little bit like something's been dispatched, we're going to respond to the call, but we maybe need some additional conversation about that, maybe with some dispatch as well as some local units or, or something like that. There's some additional sort of tactical they have it listed as a tactical channel here on radio right. reference which makes sense it's it's a bit of a sort of like okay well i'm coming from this way that way that kind of thing through the ground units that are out there but that was something that i came across with this 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 system is this concept of a dispatch and then a service so i was wondering I, if it would be like
1: attack channel because it looks like it's got you know service one service two service three then tax right. seven eight nine it's like it, it still doesn't finish up the you know the right one two three four five six I don't know yeah. dispatch one service one would be tack two three four five six yeah that, that could line up if you look at it, if you start counting dispatch one as one and service one as two dispatch two is three service two is four dispatch three is five service three is six and then you should tack seven eight nine so those might be channels more or less or something like that and again, Maybe it's labeled right. Maybe Very it's not.
0: interesting, Phil. I didn't yep. notice. I didn't notice <laughs> that uh, that uh, pattern. Very interesting. Very cool. Okay. So I've got more know. homework here. <laughs> yeah. <laughs>
1: yep. So <laughs> Very cool. it, 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 I don't know. It just it just kind of looked made sense. Where's where's the rest of the attack channels? Right. It it just starts at seven. I mean, that doesn't make yeah. any sense.
0: Sort of weird. So, Why would they do yep. that? Absolutely. Yep. So I
1: didn't. But it it goes it. right with what you said. You know, the service channels are tacticals or overflows or, you know, that, that makes a lot of sense. And a label in there as a tag as, as tech. So, yep.
0: Yep. Yeah. So. Excellent. So hope some of that was helpful with, you know, East Bay regional system. There's just it's we could probably do a whole episode just on that system and sort of talk <laughs> back and forth. There's so much there. There's so much I'm sure right. I'm missing as it relates to this system. But, yeah, I know um, you and I I've been talking about
1: this system for back and years. forth for, for, a <laughs> for, years exactly. for a long time. There's exactly. There's just a
0: lot going on. So so yeah, I, I I'll kind of wrap it up over there. I had a couple of sort of overall thoughts. I think we covered some of them throughout the course of Yeah, the let's let's wrap up
1: with the overall thoughts and I'll save my my piece here to the end because I want to see if you're going to cover it. But Yeah let's uh let's uh do a quick uh package it up, put a bow tie on it and
0: and uh and ship and call it out. A session so, okay yeah. <laughs> um so i have? I, have, I have a feeling I know what you wrote down on that piece of paper, phil, but i okay. so correct me where I'm wrong here, but I've been using sites in a, in these simulcast systems to really help me hone in on specific geographic regions and to not scan you know sort of the simulcast phone book, if you will, for that specific county and for all of those simulcast systems so that's been a way that i've narrowed that down you probably will miss some talk groups out there that maybe you should or shouldn't or do want to hear and don't hear there is some there's i would imagine there's quite a bit of risk of doing it that way um, it is a pretty you know, limiting way of of listening to simulcast systems but the intention is to limit mm-hmm. all of that traffic to just what you want to hear to something more local so I have a sneaking suspicion that may have been what you wrote down. That was exactly that, what I wrote down here. I okay. wrote
1: Removing sites <laughs> equals removing talk groups. Yes. So, <laughs> okay.
0: Good. I can throw out that note. Well, that's but, good. Yeah. No, I'm. I'm. Uh, yeah. So I, I think we need to be clear about the fact that there is risk in doing that. You might not hear certain talk groups that you may or may not want to be listening to. But there's also the benefit of you are honing in on a specific geographic region, and that hopefully, in in what I've experience gives you a little more unique traffic to that region rather than just more sort of things to hear if you will right something that's more generically happening
1: right and that's that's really what we're looking at doing here right is is making sure the scanner spends time scanning so that we can hear exactly what it is we want to listen to and not get lost on waiting to hit a control channel and try and scan through talk groups again so we're gonna have more fun hear more traffic if we can filter through all the nonsense right. and hear exactly what it is we want to do. So
0: doing your all homework. All things that are less applicable. And right, arguably right. less applicable.
1: Right. And, and and doing your homework like you've been doing, I mean, pays off in dividends when it, it comes to hearing what it is you want to hear. So awesome. Yep. The
0: Good next job. thing I Yeah, Thank you, Phil. I mean, homework is, you you know, unfortunately, like, you know, math class homework is maybe never, never fully finished with these systems, always (laughs) a sliding scale here. But interop and and mutual aid on these big simulcast systems, especially, you know, East Bay Regional Communication System. We could probably do a whole nother podcast on this, Phil, but really fascinating stuff on interoperability and mutual aid talk groups, and there's a lot of, I think, best practices. And again, probably another worthy podcast around. Yeah, I
1: think what we'll do is we'll split that How into a, that? another another session because we yeah. are, I mean, we are at.
0: We're at time. We are at well over an hour. So, <laughs> so we're, we're having too much fun here, Phil.
1: Exactly.
0: We'll save that for another time. Yeah, um, definitely.
1: I mean, it's a good excuse to have you back on the
0: podcast. So. <laughs> sounds good. <laughs> so I'll make two more points and we'll wrap yeah. it up. Yeah. Eliminate anything on these systems that are, encrypted we talked about it with the san francisco system just eliminate them you're not able to hear them again tons of philosophy around it but just eliminate them right we want to get to what we can actually hear and what's geographically relevant at least that's what's what's been helpful to me and what's been important to me and lastly i will just say a maybe shameful plug for the SDS 100 and the uh 200 I was amazed at what I was able to hear once I uh, started using those two units. Uh, they are tremendous and certainly there's always room for improvement in them but I was it was very eye-opening to program those and day one be able to hear systems talk groups simulcast and just a wealth of traffic that the BCD force 36 and 536 and other scanners was just completely mute to so. They're great. They worked really yeah. well for me.
1: Yep. And that's 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 the thing, right? I mean, there was a ton of people out there that just couldn't hear anything until the SDS-200 came out. So it's – it's. I mean, yeah, people complain about the price tag on it, but at the same time too, you go back how many years? We had the, the BCD or the BC75D. I mean, that was 350 bucks. another $300 for just for the digital card at the time. That was a $600 radio 20 years ago. So that's like a $1000 radio in today's money. So exactly. You know, it's all it's all relative, I guess you could say. But totally. uh
0: Totally. Yep.
1: Totally. And, and again, you don't know what you don't know. If somebody just come in the hobby or somebody who just says I'm not going to spend $600, I'll spend 325 or I'll spend 450 and they get frustrated and these are all things that you don't know. Right? But yeah, so sometimes I hope, you you, hope, you learn hope you the wrong able way. We're able
0: to fast track some of that. Some of that <laughs> exactly, learning today. and that's yeah.
1: that's that's the beauty of having you on today. Is is uh, getting another perspective on the simulcast systems. Again, I know I was helping somebody out a couple weeks ago with with some of these exact same systems. I know you and I have hashed through a lot of stuff on here, so it's good to see that you stick with it, you keep learning, you you, you keep figuring it out, and uh, you enjoy it. You know, it is frustrating at times, but in the end, it's 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 all reward, right? And it's
0: all fun, and it's all a hobby. So, it's exactly have it. fun it where you, you find it, and and if you get frustrated, go a different direction, try something else.
1: Right? So. Exactly. So, you got anything else before we uh we split?
0: Gosh, that's it Phil. Just another big thanks to you for having me on the on the podcast and for everything you do to help us you know fast track our learning into the hobby. It's fantastic.
1: My thank pleasure you. and again, I want to thank you again for your support so couldn't do it without uh, support like that. so but we'll have you back on again I'm sure for uh, the the interop stuff on these systems because you said there's a lot to unpack there so we'll make that its own thing and uh, again, keep submitting uh, the questions. I, 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 I like the challenge and I like answering them so keep going. You bet. All right. Well, thanks again for coming on the podcast, and uh, we'll talk again real soon.
0: Sounds good, Phil. Thanks for having me. No problem.
1: Garrett, thank you so much for being on the podcast. It's always great to talk with you. I really enjoy having our conversations, and I'm really happy that you were able to apply some of what we discussed and used it to understand a bit how the systems work in the area. And again, for helping me out to understand also how things work where you li- where you are listening and it's really great to understand too right you didn't use anything more than just a scanner basically to understand what was going on in the area maybe a little bit of time you know your own ears a little bit of research and radio reference just to understand what it was that you were trying to monitor and just spending some time monitoring the talk groups and the trunk sites and really getting to what you think you would need to listen to and monitor it really is part of the hobby right is understanding and learning and and kind of immersing yourself a little bit more than what's just handed out to us. Right. And again, for many people, that's fine, right? That's part of the hobby for you. For others like me, you want to, you want to get a little bit deeper, you know, and, and see what's going on, what makes things tick. And this was a really great topic out that you brought up. And I want to invite anybody else. If you want to talk about your local system, come on the podcast I know we've talked with a couple of other people about uh, you know systems where where they listen right where they live and I love those podcast episodes and having you guys as guests on the podcast to discuss what it is you listen, how you listen and the systems that are in your neck of the woods. Because, because again, maybe there's somebody else listening to the podcast. And again, chances are very good that there's somebody listening to the podcast that's listening to those systems. We we have a lot of listeners now. And maybe you can help them out just by coming on the podcast and sharing what you know. Or maybe again, somebody will be traveling into your neck of the woods. You'll be able to help them on their travels and help them program their scanners by knowing what it is they may encounter when they get to where your area is. So I'm inviting you on in the podcast. Anybody that wants to come on and talk about whatever it is they are scanning or just a topic on hand, scannerschool.com slash guest. As a reminder, again, I'm looking for more podcast questions for our next Ask Scanner School 516-308-2885. Make sure next week you join us on our live Q&A session, which happens on the first Tuesday of every month. So again, please share this podcast episode with anybody you think that could benefit from the podcast episode because, again, that is how we help more people with the scanner radio hobby. My name is Phil Lichtenberger, and this is Scanner School, where we teach you everything to know about the scanner radio hobby, and that includes if we bring somebody on board to help us bring that to you. 73 of one.